Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. first place why why are we alive to begin with I mean it, is it just so we can I mean just to have fun party it up the, the, the guy with the most toys wins at the end is that no I don't think so I think every single one of us was created by God with a desire to live epic lives not just the adventures that I so often talk about more than that heroic lives. Why are we here on this earth? In today's message from Pastor Robert, he reminds us that as disciples of Christ, we are here on this earth to be representatives of him. Our lives are not to be lived for ourselves and within our own comfort zones, but are to be lived for him and his glory. We are to seek his ways in all things. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now turn to chapter 4 of 1 Peter, and let's join Pastor Robert with part 3 of today's message. His love is the main thing. Our eager expectation must not be that life will someday get easier. Stop hoping for that. It may not. But look forward to the eternal fruit which is being produced in your life that will one day give you cause to look him in the eye and say, thank you for not letting up. You know, the Bible says one day that's, that's going to be true. You got it right. You were, you were right all along. I should have known you're God and I'm just, you got it right. Thank you. Eagerly wait for that, he says, with perseverance. You know, the famous preacher C.T. Studd once said, some want to live within the sound of church or chapel bell. I want to want to run a rescue shop within a yard of hell. Isn't that awesome? What was he saying? I don't want the comfortable, easy life. No, give me the difficult one with the big payoff that lasts forever. That's the one I want. Third and final thing I want us to notice in this passage is this exhortation God gives us in verses 17 to 18. Verse 17 says, For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good as to a faithful creator. What an interesting exhortation. He's basically saying, you know, it's, it's right and good for you and me, for us to be purified through trials and difficulties and suffering. And if we suffer, how much more so those who reject God's loving discipline? You know, it's all about perspective. Why do, why do we live 
in the first place? Why, why are we alive to begin with? I mean, it, is it just so we can, I mean, just to have fun? Party it up? The, the, the guy with the most toys wins at the end? Is that? No. I don't think so. I think every single one of us was created by God with a desire to live epic lives. Not just the adventures that I so often talk about, more than that. Heroic lives with great destinies at stake. I mean, why else are we drawn to the kind of movies we're drawn to? You know, especially us men, you know, movies like Braveheart and Saving Private Ryan, the 300. I mean, we could go on and on, right? Movies that that call to that desire to do something that matters with our lives. Why else are so many Western youth leaving comfortable lives to go find a cause to be a part of, you know, like ISIS? I saw a news piece last night. They interviewed a young man who knew one of the terrorists. And he said, you know, they should have seen it coming. I mean, he's in the bar every night smoking weed all the time and talking about all the jihadist stories. They should have seen this coming a mile away. And, you know, the irony of it, this guy goes to his death in holy war but he transitions from the party, right, to drinking, smoking weed. It's crazy. Now, I just finished a book, The Insanity of God. The title kind of weirded me out a little bit at first. You know, I'm thinking, what is he saying God's crazy? I mean, what, the insanity of God? But it's filled with stories of men and women who love Jesus in places where that means they will be imprisoned or killed because of their faith. The author was a missionary and, and uh, spent almost 30 years serving in countries where it's not legal to be a Christian or share your faith. And he, he tells, you know, all, he tells so many different stories, people, you know, because he, he spent 15 years just going and interviewing Christians in these closed, oppressed countries, Christians who had endured persecution. And he talks about interviewing one guy, and, and he's trying to process all this. He's trying to understand how do you endure the kind of suffering? I mean, how do you go through this? How do you prepare yourself? How do you face this kind of persecution? And he said, the guy said, come over here and look with me out the window. And, and they walked over, and they looked out the window. And he said, what do you see? And he said, I see the sunset. He said, is that unusual where you come from? No, it happens every day, you know, the sun. And then he said, the guy looked at him and said, Exactly. He said, oh, wait, I don't, I don't understand. I'm not quite making the connection here, the sunset and persecution. And he said, well, you said it happens every day in your country, the sunset. He said, yeah, it does. And he said, well, persecution happens every day here. It's, that's life for us. It's, they couldn't really process how we in the United States of America never endured persecution. The Bible says all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So which is more strange, that they go through it or that you and I don't? He talked to another guy in China. He said in in China, they've come to view prison. The Christians have come to view prison, kind of like we view Bible college. You know, he's like in the United States, you have Bible college, you go there to learn the Bible and grow as a Christian. And we kind of see prison that way. We don't have Bible colleges, but Eventually, every sincere believer goes to prison here, and that's where they learn from more mature believers. And then he said that there was one where, they, you know, that having a meeting among 
believers, and, and there, there was this young guy, actually three of them, and, but the one spoke up, and he said, but, but you don't understand. He said, you know, we, you all view us as leaders. You view us as mature believers because we spent three years in prison, but we went into prison with nothing, so we came out of prison with nothing. We went into prison not knowing any of the songs that, that we sing now, not knowing any of the scripture, and so we came out of prison. We, we just hid while we were there, and we didn't let anybody know that, that, that we were believers, and so we came out of prison with no more than we had when we went in. But the story that really grabbed my heart was from a man who told about the time that a pastor in a neighboring town was sent to prison. Actually, it, the way it happened was this, this pastor was arrested. He was put in prison, and, and he left behind a wife with three small, two or three small kids. And, and as soon as the pastor went to prison, the authorities came and relocated the family so that the pastor wouldn't be able to find them when he got out of prison, and so that they wouldn't know any people in the area, you know, where they were moved so that they would have less chance of survival. But one night, this young, this mother, you know, with her kids, she prepared the last piece of toast that they had in the house and divided it with her children and put them to bed, hungry, temperatures below freezing outside. They had no heat. And this leader in this, you know, house church not too far away, had heard about their situation. And he said that as he, was, as he was going to bed that night, not knowing the details of their circumstances, he said, God told me you need to load the wagon. Load your wagon with the food that, that you guys have been collecting for the poor in your area and take them to this lady tonight. And he said he began to argue with God about it. But, you know, it's, it's, bed, it's bedtime. It's cold outside. I mean, if, if I leave now, chances are my mule's not going to, he's going to freeze before we get there. And if he doesn't freeze, the wolves are going to come after him and eat him alive and then, and, then, and then eat me. And he said the Lord just emphatically spoke to his heart. You, you need to take food to this family right now. And he said he continued to argue with the Lord. You know, but God, I, you know, I mean, it's cold out. If I, if I leave, I'm, if I go, chances are I'm not going to make it back. And he said the Holy Spirit, again, quietly whispered to his heart, you don't have to make it back. You just have to go. You don't have to make it back. I just said go. Last week I asked you why you were created. Today I'm asking you if you're willing to suffer to become a hero that matters in the lives of other people forever. We're so blessed to be able to bring you messages from the pages of the Bible right here on Main Thing Radio. We hope you'll tune in again, but in the meantime, you can find more teachings from Pastor Robert online at MainThingRadio.com. Listen to more messages there or learn about this program. Before we come to the end of our time with you today, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. With more, here's Pastor Robert. We could really use your help. And you know, the, well, the Bible says that we partner together. When you support what we're doing in presenting the Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus Christ through the airwaves, we become partners in ministry and we, we could really use some partners. So would you pray about making a donation today? Thanks. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website once more is MainThingRadio.com. Would you also keep us in your prayers? We so appreciate your partnership and that you're a part of our valued listening audience. 
Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. 